I think it's with any industry, there's gonna be people that you don't totally align with and that might be like the standard, like, dude, I'm not wearing a suit and like doing the whole song and dance, you know what I mean? And I think the people that do do that might look at me a different way and vice versa. And so when we met, we were both younger, we we're both like interested in, in similar things and had a cool conversation and it just kind of, it grew from there. We, we started with retail, he was doing loans, I was doing the, the buying or the sale or whatever. And then uh, it just grew to, to wholesaling and then yeah. now doing projects together, which is cool. guys welcome back to the pursuit of property podcast today we are joined with new guests from out of area in sacramento we've got jace bieber and thomas harris welcome to the podcast guys thanks man thanks for having us glad to be here dude we are very excited to have you on we, this is our first time actually meeting in person um and a big reason for that is because like i said you guys are from sac uh but we don't really have a ton of out of area guests come on so it's cool to finally have somebody who i bet a lot of our guests or a lot of our uh listeners don't know so welcome on how was the drive it's cool boring I'm sure you've been to Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of hurts my feelings when he says boring. I mean, we just spent uh, three hours in the car together, so I thought it was pretty entertaining. Oh, but see, dude. That's okay. <laughs> the takes are already coming. The, the that's okay. The, the 99's not the most scenic drive. No, it was cool. Um, it's cool to connect with a, another investor, like-minded, obviously. Yeah. I've had a couple of cool conversations. Um, it's my first podcast, too. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, let's oh. go. Oh, Didn't share that ahead of time. Come on. We're getting the jitters out. We're trying it. <laughs> Well, can you guys give us a little backstory about kind of how you got into the business? Jace, yeah. you want to go first? Yeah. Um, shoot. Story kind of goes back a little further. Um, okay. I grew up a skateboarder, which is, it's funny to me now. And it might not be funny to you, but um, like I always joke about like skate brain is um, it's like if I look at a, a set of stairs or something as a skateboarder, I see it way different than a non-skateboarder. And so um, <laughs> I, I feel like I was kind of plagued by this weird skateboard mindset for, for a long time. Um, I worked at a skate shop uh, shoot for three or four years. Um, the guy that owned the skate shops that I worked for um, got into real estate and was just doing residential sales for a couple of years. Um, and I remember like the first week he was licensed, he was uh, at, a, at a brokerage and one of his tasks was to, to make cold calls. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was all nervous, like everybody is on cold calls. And he yeah. called me and he was like trying to get me to quit my job working for him and get my get my real estate license, <laughs> like get into business with him, which is so, kind of funny. Was it a recruiting call or was it like go buy a house call? It was more of a, I, I think his task was to like just get in the swing of things, right? Like get comfortable having conversations with strangers, have real estate related conversations yada yada yeah and i think he kind of took the easy way out and was like dude i'm gonna call somebody i know and like <laughs> it just happened to be me and i was his employee and uh it was just like an easy easy call for him i guess yeah um i kind of pushed it off for a while my dad uh growing up he was a hard money mortgage broker for 15 years his dad same thing i, I don't think they do uh new loans now they just service but it's kind of in my blood right um, me and my dad kind of have a tricky, tricky relationship. And, uh, I kind of, maybe it was like resentment or like, uh, maybe the skateboard mindset. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to do what you want me to do. You know? <laughs> yeah. In the back of my mind, I always knew I'd end up in, in real estate somewhere. Um, so fast forward, I ended up quitting my job working for, working for that guy, uh, got my license. And, and that was kind of my first taste of, of real estate was selling residential stuff. Dude, that's super cool. Pretty that, cool. That's kind of how I got started. It sounds 
eerily similar. Thomas, how about you? Uh, so I went to Sac State and just kind of got into logistics because my sister was in it, kind of just went down that path to get an internship and just found my way doing uh, supply chain in St. Louis, Missouri. And then uh, fortunately had an alumni from my fraternity that was posting huge checks on Instagram and just going down his real estate guru path, which inspired me to reach out as uh, everybody does to you know find their first mentor, which is typical guru um, teachings. Um, and after listening to bigger podcasts every day, it just kind of inspired me. Okay, now I want to get into real estate investing instead of being in the Midwest, which a uh, great place to maybe invest your money, but not the best place to live coming from a California boy. Um, so I wanted to move back home and just kind of happened into uh, mortgage lending and just ultimately wanted to get into flipping um, and learning more about investing because it's what I said in college. And that's kind of where we connected because that's also his interest. So that's mm-hmm. how we're here. Dude, it's eerily similar, like <laughs> across the board, like almost identical situations. I, uh, yeah, that's tripping me out a little bit. <laughs> so quick recap. I, I think I know, but I, I want a quick recap from you guys. Yeah. Please. We'll give some context since you guys haven't heard the story. Um, and it's funny cause Kate did not know anything coming into this podcast, except <laughs> that you and I've had some really good conversations. Yeah, yeah. So I got in the business, uh, working at a coffee shop, which is kind of like the other side of the world. Instead of being in skating, I was in the Christian coffee shop world. And I had a guy who was a regular coming in a lot. And I dropped out of school because I wasn't enjoying it. And my parents were like, go follow some professions around, see what you like. So I had set up an appointment with like a plumber and electrician. Well, my, my customer comes through and I'm like, what do you do? I'm a realtor. Oh, what the hell is that? I end up going and like shadowing him. We, the first house I helped him with was a million dollar home, which is like a big house here in Fresno. And I was like, dude, this is amazing. Sack too, by the way. Yeah. Well, (laughs) some people who listen, they're in the (laughs) Bay or LA, right? So, and, uh, I was like, dude, this is freaking sick. And so I ended up quitting the coffee shop, getting into real estate that way. And I went like directly into sales. And then while I was there, I learned about investing and I was like, all right, I need to go that route too. So like, sounds kind of... I was 18. Okay. Yeah. So I dropped out of school. Well, I was 19. I dropped out of school when I was uh, like in my third semester. Was there ever like a, a rude awakening where you're like, hey, it's not million dollar homes every day? Yeah. Like day two. Okay. But like day one. <laughs> but, but like, you know. Day one, you're riding the high. <laughs> yeah. Is because like the, the whole time I was like studying for my real estate exam, like all that stuff, like. I have like visions of caviar and like Ferraris and like popping champagne every day and like it's gonna be great. And then like first day on the job, I'm like, okay, what now? Like, where's my check? You know? Yeah. yeah. Was- no, but I definitely like I what what got me to continue the real estate route was that first day with the million dollar house. And then like day two, he took me to one of his flips, and I was like, this is the hood. So yeah, day two, I kind of had a wake up call, but yeah. I had already kind of fallen for it. That's cool. And then I was uh, the school route too. So I went to, it's Fresno State here, um, kind of fell across real estate by a guy posting a ton of cool shit on Instagram and uh, kind of fell into it that way and then started as an assistant and then got my license and now kind of doing this thing, but super, super similar, which is kind of cool. Man, we even got the seating right for the mirror. I know, know. exactly, exactly. (laughs) Bizarre world. You guys dude. watch Seinfeld? Yeah, dude. So, well, go sorry. for it. I was going to say, you guys, so super similar paths to us, which I think is super cool for us to connect on. How do you guys, because starting licensed, you know, then in the mortgage space and now starting to get more into the investment space, 
How do you guys kind of stumble upon all the wholesaling, flipping, investing side of things, especially because I know you started in the agent side, helping other people buy and sell residential real estate? Um, I guess it kind of plays back into into what I said earlier about my dad um, and just growing up in that space. My dad, we have a very dynamic relationship, if that's what you want to call it, whatever. Best salesman I've ever met in my life, like to this day he could sell ice to an Eskimo, like the best salesman ever, I'm telling you. Um, and I think growing up, he would take me through foreclosures and things like mm-hmm. that. And I think just being around him, I was I was accustomed without, and learning without knowing. Um, like those conversations are what that looked like. Um, I like when I got my license as a, as a real estate agent, my end goal was never to be the best real estate agent in the world. And to be frank, like we could even talk after the podcast or whatever. I have some choice words for, for real estate agents. Um, <laughs> but like the goal was always to use the cash as a vehicle to get into investments. And I didn't know what that looked like, uh, whether it's like wholesaling, flips, development. I, I had no idea. I just knew that there were there were other ways and other avenues to get there. And I and I knew that being a real estate agent could get me there or get me like a toe in the water kind of situation. Gotcha. That's super cool. And, and you said you started in the lending side, but you you also wanted to go down to the investing route as well, right? Yeah, I mean, the first flip that I really found, like distressed property off market, just came through a referral from cold calling for retail work. So I like kind of happened into it that way. But when I reached out to him, I realized that, okay, maybe it's not just happens chance. Like people can actively put together a plan to kind of yeah. reach out to these because he was consistently finding deals, you know, two years ago, even a year ago, just like reaching out to sellers and just kind of finding, you know, opportunities there. Yeah. Um, the retail, like helping other people being in that, I don't think it's something we're necessarily like stepping away from like yet, but it's just, we obviously want to like go after these deals because it's more exciting, you know? Yeah. It's just more of like a true negotiation than like helping someone find a house. That's awesome. But they have all of the excitement when you're doing it for yourself you get some of (laughs) that joy yourself, you know, putting yourself in the driver's seat. I tell him all the time, like being a real estate agent, like navigating, um, a transaction like that, you like as an agent, you get like 30 seconds of negotiation. You know what I mean? And whether that's like request for repairs, like five grand or like fixing some like dry rod or something, a couple little things, getting that win is like the high for me. You know what I mean? And like, you, you translate that to finding a fixer or like getting a good off-market deal or like things going your way on, on that aspect and not like the more traditional route. It's like times a hundred that, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think that's what I'm chasing. It's an addiction. Like the money and stuff is cool and like the experience and like everything and the people you meet, yada, yada. But like, I think it's the, it's like the, the feelings you get from it. It's like a euphoria. Yeah. It's cool. Thomas, can we go back? I'm curious. Can you share the deal that that first deal that you found by happenstance? Can you kind of talk through the situation? Yeah, I mean, it was like my uh, my first six months or something, like prospecting for retail work. I was trying to call move up buyers, people that live there five to seven years, kind of just following data of okay, when do people typically move? Found someone that was willing to li- or looking to list their property and kind of move up, get out of the area they were in, kind of take some of that equity, move it to the next property. And they just had a neighbor that um, had a family member that had passed away. The grandma was still living there. Place had just been dilapidated and kind of let go and just needed money. I mean, now looking back, it's typical distress terms like death of joint tenant, um, behind on, tax lien, stuff like that that you can identify through data. But it just kind of fell in my lap. And um, yeah, I mean, it just seemed like something that could be replicated. And after finding that one, it was like, okay, how do I find more of these? 
it was like a good deal with the person I worked with on it now. I'm not really on great terms. So it's not like a super good deal that I like point to and go, okay, made a bunch of money. But it was like a cool identifying, okay, this is what you're basically looking yeah. for to go down this path. But I don't mean to pry, but if you wouldn't mind sharing like a couple of the details, like how did you find the money to close on the deal? Like how did you analyze the deal? You know, if you'd never done one before and you weren't expecting to find it, kind so, of how did that work? Totally leaning on the other person that had like done the work before. Gotcha. I was super new, same kind of like, oh, mentor, JV a deal. Yeah. I think, you know, as most people should do, find someone that's done it before and just JV and lean because absolutely I did not know a single thing. I mean, even other people that I've reached out to before, which surprisingly, they'll do good on stuff just knowing, okay, it's a good deal and they don't know it's a good deal. They just think it's a huge discount, but it's also... I think the market that we were in is everything was going up, up, up. Yeah. I mean, now you can definitely catch a falling knife and really step in a hot mess, yeah. um, not knowing your numbers. But I think the last two years have been pretty forgiving in terms of like, you can kind of just mess up and still walk away unscathed from it. Did yeah. you guys end up flipping that property, wholesaling it, wholesaling it? Mm -hmm. What did you guys end up doing with it? Uh, ended up flipping that property, kind of an ovation. I don't know. I'm not really super big on the specifics. I was very... That's why Hands I'm also not off. in that partnership anymore is because I was very um, <laughs> removed from it, didn't have a lot of deciding factors, yeah. wasn't very privy to a lot of the decisions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was... I, I know more about that guy. That guy's crazy. Like, the story's <laughs> actually crazy. I don't, I don't think he wants to talk about nah, it. No, it, no, I wild. totally get yeah. it. Like, we, we're not in the space of trash talking yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. But it's interesting to hear that, like, you, as a more... Because I don't think I've ever met a mortgage lender who's done a deal. So like to hear that you did it. Oh, I and know. Yeah. Like that's like really <laughs> impressive to me. It's more common to hear a realtor that stumbles into one. Well, now we're in our second one too. Well, there you go. There you go. Dude, can you, and that's what I wanted to lean in on because, you know, talking about, you know, obviously we are partnered in some stuff. It sounds like to my knowledge, you guys are now also partnered in, in some stuff. Can you guys talk about a little bit, like especially you, Thomas, what's different that made this partnership with Jace really makes sense. What, how did you guys figure it out that, Hey, we work well together. This works, you know, who's responsible for what, and we're going to go out and do a bunch of deals. I think before I was just really leaning on someone that was a lot older and I was, you know, when I first got into this 23 years old, I'm 26 now, but I was leaning heavily on somebody that I basically put all my trust in because I was a little bit young and I would say definitely naive. Um, with Jace, it was more of like, okay, kind of both had similar paths of being burned in relationships and a little bit more open in terms of like what we had issues with before. He slid in my DMs. That is, oh. that's true. He's also doing the guru thing, bragging online of, okay, I just did this sick flip, reached out to him, wholesaled it. Not even his deal, but that's, learned a lot. True. Now we're just super open, like kind of understand where we've been burned for, what we're looking for, yeah. kind of have different skill sets too. Cause I'm a mortgages can understand financing knows how to negotiate a deal and reach out to people. And I don't know, it just, it works better now. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually doing a flip and he had just reached out as like commenting on stories or whatever. And uh, he asked if he can come check it out. He was like interested in investing. And yeah. uh, I met up with him just one day random and we ended up talking for a couple hours and just kind of aligned, you know, we were talking about on the way here is that uh, I think it's with any industry, there's gonna be people that you don't totally align with and that might be like the standard like dude i'm not wearing a suit and like doing the whole song and dance you know what i mean and i think the people that do do that might look at me a different way and vice versa and so when we met we we're both younger we we're both like interested in in similar things and had a cool conversation and it just kind of it grew from there we we started with retail he was doing loans i was doing the the buy and the, or the sale or whatever and then uh it just grew to to wholesaling and then yeah. now doing projects together which is cool how long did it take you to find your first deal? I found mine on uh, on accident, actually. I was uh, 
first got licensed, I, I was obviously broke um, and just was looking for like the low, low uh, entry like lead source. And uh, it was calling expireds at the time, the market wasn't crazy, um, and door knocking. And so I was just hammering the phones every morning, like hours on the phones. Yeah. Um, and just like stumbling through it. Like it, it just wasn't, it wasn't put together. And then I was knocking for like two hours a day, probably like 50 doors. And um, I was actually on Google Maps, like looking at streets I wanted to knock, and I was going in like the hood. And I was actually on Google Maps, like making sure that the neighborhood was like okay. And I found a distressed property just like from the the image. Yeah. This is like just happenstance. Like yeah. God is so good, man. Um, I, I like skip traced it, looked up the owner. It was this guy in Chicago and his uncle had died like two months prior. He wow. never been to California, didn't know about the house and just like needed money and like wanted money. And I sold it over the phone, like wrote my whole contract myself, like whole thing, Frankenstein, the whole thing together. That's amazing. So cool. you were Google driving for dollars is yeah. kind of like the, the term if you had intentionally done it. For sure. <laughs> and, and you called him. So you wholesaled it. Yeah. How did you know what wholesaling was? Um, I, dude, YouTube, swear. I knew that I knew that it was possible. And, and I think that's from being around my dad growing up. Yeah. Is that like being in real estate isn't just buying and selling a home. You know what I mean? Like there's so many avenues. You yeah. Know? He like he had a mortgage pool and had all these things. Like I knew that there was other ways. Um, and I think I just like stumbled on a YouTube video. It was like wholesaling 101 for dummies or something. Um, and it was just like selling contracts, right? Um, like I said, I wrote my, I called title companies and like figured all that whole thing out. Um, I sold it to my current broker actually, wholesale it. <laughs> wow. For 10 grand. Um, Let's go. The next day after it closed, I went and bought a Mercedes. Just the, <laughs> the next day. Oh like, my! I swear on my life. The next day, um, <laughs> because I thought like that's what real estate agents do, right? Like I gotta have this nice car. Swear. <laughs> At oh least it was my. no bottle service, right? Just the Benz. Um, hey, dude. I didn't have any money left over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it all on the Benz, yeah. dude. Dude, that is so funny. Oh so you were broke. You made your first ten thousand dollar check and you <laughs> bought a Mercedes instantly, bro. I love this. What instantly. happened? next uh obviously i made it work like i'm still driving a mercedes a different mercedes but it, it worked he invested in his mindset fake it till you make it first dude bro that is hilarious that's so an investment i uh i like obviously kept working and it just kind of like broadened the horizons like i'm giving you the real answer um it was like a mindset shift for me though because i was like you were at kw you know it's like the be do have thing it's like, like be the person you want to be, do the actions and you'll have all your dreams or whatever. Something clicked for me there. It shouldn't be, to me at least, be, do, have. It should be, have, do, be. Is like, I have everything right now. And like, even if you're just starting out, I have all the necessary things to, and know what I need to do, do the actions to be the person that, that I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like that end goal person that's at the end of your dreams is already in you. Like it's just about finding finding that and like bringing it out. So like, oh, I need a nice car to like sell that million dollar house or I, I need this lead source or I need the suit or whatever it is. Like you, you actually don't need those things. Like I'll show up in a Target white tee and like knock on a door. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I, I love that. So that was like, it was like a learning lesson, right? Or like a kind of, I can't call it moment. Like, mm -hmm. should I have went and bought a Mercedes the next day? Like, probably not. <laughs> but the lesson I learned and like me talking about it right now, four years later, so worth it. Yeah. So well, and it's it. cool that you can share that too, because I guarantee that there's people on, in our listeners, we've had a couple on who 
by stroke of luck or by really, really, really precise uh, decision making, stumbled into deals that made him like 20, 30, 40,000. And I, I know that when I made my first 40 grand, like I spent it directly into the ground and that was my mistake. So it sounds like you and I have done the same thing <laughs> and we're both here to live, to tell the tale and learn some lessons, but hopefully not everybody just goes and buys a Mercedes or, uh, you know, does the stupid shit that we do. I would do it different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. After day two of seeing that first flip, how did you then get into real estate investing? For me? So you saw the million dollar house, you said, oh, oh I want to be an agent. And then you went to the hood and you said, actually, <laughs> just kidding, I like being in the hood, I want to do flips. What, no, is that, what is that transition It wasn't super, like? it wasn't quite that simple. Um, just because the team that I had joined, we had a side that was an investor who was doing a lot of deals. Nowadays, he's doing like 25 deals at a time. He's coming on tomorrow, actually. Um, Sounds stressful. Yeah, it does sound stressful, right? And But he's like, kind of like one of the bigger influencers here in town. Um, I didn't know it at the time. He was like starting when I met him. And uh, so he kind of been like, like, here, I'm going to show you how to do it. And in return, I made calls for him. I door knocked for him. I did a few other things. Can't thank them enough. But like, I just, I saw the paychecks. I mean, mm-hmm. for sure. I, I got into the business to work for myself. And like when you're a realtor or a lender, you work for other people. And when you're an investor, you work for yourself. It's a little different. So it was kind of, it was a learning lesson. I was telling Jason, we were on the phone when we first met, like, you know, nowadays my business is pretty 50, 50. And if I could like pick one and replace the other, I'd pick investing. But you know, it's like you said, it's hard to get out of one side when it's moving and doing something. And you just, you start building up the other side. Mm-hmm. So. Well, sometimes too, it takes so much to get like when you're in the retail side to get that moving. And then once you actually get it going, like yeah. you've done all this hard work to get there, how do you just walk away from the moving train? Like it's, and it's hard to stop. I mean, especially like on a referral basis or clients like dude, like your name, once you're solidified, you can't just tell people, Hey, it's like, it's very hard to stop. Yeah. It's not like from coming in after it's built up exactly what you're saying. Yeah. We have that conversation like three times a week, to be honest. About getting out of the retail side? Yeah, he just has to rein me in, you know? <laughs> I, I did uh, I did pretty good last year. I sold, I think, $20 million, like, just residential. Jeez. Which is good. Like, Yeah, that's really good. And that's what, like, uh, that's a good living, you know what I mean? And a Absolutely. lot of people work to build that up. And I'm like, dude, screw this. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Like, let's just go find 20 flips and just do it, you know? Like, way less stress. Like, play golf. Like, do whatever you want. You know what I mean? I'm not answering calls on a Sunday or going to show properties. He's like, dude, rein it in, buddy. Like, that's a lot of money just to leave out there, you know? And yeah, we can get there, but it's just going to be a process. That's 100%. I think we have similar conversations, too, because it, it, it's a process, <laughs> right, of being able to, like, like Scott was saying now, kind of how it's 50-50, right? Slowly making that shift. It's like a, it's like a dimmer, right, yeah. mm-hmm. on a light switch. Instead of, you know, your normal switch that you just flip off or flip on, it's like a dimmer, like trying to, all right, let's rein back a little bit. Let's see how we can keep growing the investment side to where the income's replaced everything I've made yeah. in sales and then some, and then how do we double down and keep doing it, totally. which is cool. Thomas, yeah, he keeps mentioning, Jace keeps mentioning that his dad was in real estate. Did you have any family in the business or how, like what got you interested in, in real estate itself? Was it just the guy posting on Instagram or like, did you have prior dreams? You know, I actually can't pinpoint it now that I think about it, where it came from. I was in my, um, so when I went to college, I first started off as a mechanical engineer. I'd see my sister doing it. One of my uncles that's in, uh, South Carolina, 
he did it, started a huge business, sold it off later. So in my mind, I was like, okay, do mechanical engineering, join a business and just do the business side. But all businesses really want engineers because they're analytical and understand process. So I was down that path and then I was like, well, I don't really like doing calculus at all. I'm not doing great in these classes and I'm not paying attention. So I switched to business and then my sister was in supply chain. So I go, well, I'll just do a supply chain uh, major. That's going to be fine. And then I thought to myself, well, if I'm already working in supply chain analytics, why would I get this degree? And then I'm just doubling down on this. I'm just going to do this real estate finance one and see what this is about. And so I just kind of stumbled around and found real estate and then learned about it in college and specialized in it for my major. Um, but in terms of like pursuing it as a career, never even considered it. My dad's a teacher. My mom's a software engineer. Um, my dad very much thinks, oh, you should work for the state, get benefits, that kind of life, not really self-employed or anything like that. Um, I think probably I have a little bit of influence from my cousin from being self-employed who has a contractor business. But other than that, yeah, it was basically just seeing fat checks, uh, seeing people <laughs> buying Benzes and thinking, oh, that looks, that looks pretty sick. I think I'm going to go do that, actually. I made this monster. Was it, was it hard getting into self-employed, having parents who had like more stable, you know, jobs that had very different benefits than what you have now? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a constant struggle of... Um, your parents love you and want you to do, you know, what's best and don't want you to see any harm and want to avoid that. And being self-employed, especially early on, is definitely uh, not avoiding harm or anything terrifying. I would say, you know, yeah. there's definitely a roller coaster that we all ride of, okay, especially self-employed in the market turning. Where is it going to come from? What do I need to do now to pivot, to find my next success, stuff like that? Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a battle to have parents that come from, okay, work for the state or work for somebody, have all this guaranteed and think, yeah, I can just go bootstrap and do it on my own in this thing that I found because somebody posted big checks on Instagram. So it's fun. I like it. <laughs> also, it's like, un you've told me that it's like unconventional. You know what I mean? Like for them, it's not totally realistic. You know what I mean? Like the American dream at one point was to like go get a good job with a 401k. Yeah, 100%. And retire and like go on vacation twice a year or whatever it is. You know? I think mortgage brokers too, because that's the official title of like what I am. You know, ever since 08, when I would go, I live on the Sacramento River, right? And uh, I liked to boat when I was growing up. I was on the water ski team in college. But back when I was a kid and we'd go on the river, you'd see big lifted trucks and um, huge boats with huge sound systems. And then after 08, you kind of stopped seeing them. So I think there's, especially in Sacramento, which was a hub for mortgage brokers, we had a lot of uh, people that were very flashy with their money. And my dad just had a general disdain for them. So I think going down that career path specifically was not ideal for their son. It wasn't necessarily what they were looking for. And that's still an ongoing struggle there. So yeah, it's definitely fun. That's what I was, that's what I was going to ask if it was still ongoing too. Cause I know both, at least both of us have experienced similar. I mean, both my parents are in education, same exact thing. Like, Crazy. Hey, you go work for the state, you go, you know, get your awesome benefits and you work and you yep. get your paycheck and you go on your vacations twice a year and it's done. I know you had mentioned Jace, like your relationship with your dad, um, you know, non-conventional, a little bit different. How was it with either mom, dad, family members? Did you experience something similar with getting started in the real estate space or how has it been on your side? I, uh, I guess I should have followed up that story or like prefaced it with um, talking about my grandparents. Um, this might be getting a little, just like a little deep, but uh, they like, I, I give them credit for saving my life, like 100%, um, super blessed to have them in my life. They're still in my life. Call them mom and dad, like saved me. Um, my life growing up was super crazy and super rocky. And like I said, I was a skateboarder and like 
I was, I was going down the wrong path, like not trying to beat around the bush. Like I definitely was getting into trouble, like just making bad decisions. And throughout that whole time, my grandparents like took me in and like saved me, supported me no matter what. Like if I was a skateboarder, they were buying me skateboards. If I was uh, playing baseball, they're like playing catch with me or whatever it was, you know. Um, when I told them I wanted to get into real estate, like biggest supporters, hands down, are like, I'm like an all-in guy. Yeah. And like, it could bite me in the butt sometimes. Definitely should have kept my job at the time. Um, <laughs> Like just for a little bit, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, just to, like, yeah we've of, made that mistake. Yes, we have. <laughs> I like signed got like signed up for the classes and I like, quit my job. You wow. know what I mean? And like, okay, here we go. And like went and told my grandparents and they're like, Yeah, no, we'll support you until like you get on your feet, like yada yada. So that's super cool. It's a That's blessing awesome. for sure. Yeah. Well and you know, I I wanna clarify too, like I had a lot of people who were like that for me as well. And you know, my parents are software engineers, so it's funny you said that. Um but Definitely, like we we experienced some of the sentiment about you know you you know are you sure you want to do that like I bet you got a lot of the what happens when the market turns yeah. like what happens if this doesn't work out what's your backup plan and so it's kind of interesting hearing like at least you have somebody supporting you and it sounds like you probably at this point you're at a decent enough phase I bet your parents are a little bit different about the situation or. If we're getting too deep, yeah. too. No, 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 you're all no. good. I think uh, with age, too, and, like, having those conversations, yeah. you yeah. start to stand up for yourself more. I was definitely, like, young when I first got in, very impressionable. How old were you? 23. There you in go. In my mind, that's still young. I still, yeah. like, we're feel young. Or oh, we're all still young. Still yeah. young. Yeah. yeah, I'm 26. Like I'm 16. But <laughs> today, right now. Yeah, me too, sometimes. <laughs> but uh, Buying Mercedes. <laughs> I mean, I have a driver's license. No, I'm just kidding. I think you get better at tougher conversations as you get older, though, and it doesn't really phase you as much. Yeah. Especially being around him, it's like, eh, whatever. You can kind yeah. of just do whatever you want. You go all in, dude. Just yeah. stick to it. <laughs> if you choose to do it, just do it. I, I Yeah, I don't know. It, it, everything that I do or, like, anybody's actions, right, has, like, a, a pro and a con to it. I'm just very, like it'll buff out man like any decision you make like it's not going to be the end of the world like don't go kill somebody you're going to go to jail you know but yeah. like if you're making rational decisions or like taking risks even if you fail like you're still going to be fine <laughs> yeah i ask because like we have a lot of guys who are like super young who listen to podcasts and they're like oh we want to do it but our parents are pushing us to not do it because of x y or z so it's you know it's kind of cool to hear that like you guys have both dealt with your own struggles of whether or not it's um you know making some dumb mistakes early or having people around you like hey like forewarning like it's not going to work out and like that's like the normal the normal is not just always all sunshine and roses everybody's going to cheer you on kind of a thing i think the normal is you uh, actually get punched in the face and in the gut a lot of times along the way but you just get stronger and just keep learning how to stand back up that's yeah. what i think but I i'm a quote guy and he'll know it. i'm like full of one-liners um there's i'm sure you've heard the the saying like uh uh beauty in the breakdown right mm -hmm. i think beauty is the breakdown because like the journey or or are you breaking down on like the way to your goals like that's like the part that defines you or like creates you you know what yeah. I mean? like you're gonna learn real quick especially in real estate if you're gonna make it work you know what i mean like yeah. the first guy that slammed a door in my face like i turned around I'm like okay like next door you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'd have been way easier to be like okay i'm getting in the car you know yeah. it wouldn't have been a mercedes yeah. but like <laughs> and just leave and like i'm going home you know <laughs> No, I totally get it. So nowadays, it sounds like you guys are, are still working the retail side and you're doing some investing stuff. Can you share a little bit about what you're doing on the investing side? Yeah. Um, I've told you, I touched on it a little bit. My goal is to do, like I said, I, I'd rather do 20 million in, in like fix and flip or wholesales or whatever that is, mainly like developments, like fix and flips or, or build like 
like commercial stuff long term. Um, we're doing a couple of flips right now, and then we're just kind of wholesaling on the way. Um, interested in, in out of state rentals for sure, mm-hmm. um, like Section Eight stuff, and like first thing that everybody says is like, oh, you don't want to do that, you know? But it's usually the person that, that like literally doesn't, that own doesn't any have rentals. any. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, whatever. That's just our cup of tea, and like we've just aligned on that, and I think that's kind of the the common goal. I think that the goal is like a, a moving target. Yeah. So it's just being able to adapt and pivot like as it comes, but that's that's where we're at now. We actually just finished up our, our first flip together. Um, oh, can you, do you want to talk through the numbers? Talk through the deal? Yeah. You can. You want to break it down? Me or you? You go for it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we started with this company called Investor Machine. When was that? Six months ago? Eight months ago? Yeah, like June. And the market was still good. And like everything's good and everybody's making money. Coming off fits. five closings a month before. Yeah. We had, we had a good like first half of the year in like the retail side. Um, like I said, it was like five or six, a lot of closings, whatever. We're like flushed with cash. Like, Hey, let's do this fix and flip thing. I had just fin, or I was just finishing a flip that I was doing by myself. And like, we've been talking about doing it together. We get hooked up with this investor machine company and it was just like so much money, dude. And like, uh, they pride themselves on, on creating their own like unique data. It's not recycled like prop stream list or whatever. And so we kind of bid on it. Um, it was a lot of money monthly. And like I said, the market was good and everything. And so we were paying for all these leads and we were doing the VA thing. Um, and then like the market turned all crazy, but we were still following up those leads. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lead I had followed up with, shoot, like a month or two prior. It was this vet, uh, probably like 15 minutes out of like downtown Sac. Sacramento was like broken up into a bunch of smaller suburbs. Right. He was this vet and he kind of brushed me off. Um, originally and then i was on a golf trip and he like texted me late at night like he must have just been thinking about it or something i think he had health issues which is sad um but he just needed money for medical bills or whatever texted me late at night and was like hey i'm ready to sell the house and like just started getting text dialogue back and forth i called him the next day um i think i had offered like two hundred sixty thousand for his house like a month or two prior but i offered 250 or 240 I th- yeah, I was thinking it was 240 and he was like 250 and I was like meet in the middle 245 and like it was good. I never mm-hmm. met the guy. It was all over the phone. Oh, wow. Damn. It's pretty cool. Um, signed the contract. It was crazy tagged by the city, like boarded up. Um, it's a funny story. Once we actually closed on the house and I went down to the county to like pull a permit or something, they were like, uh, what's the address? And I told them and they're like, oh, you bought that house. Like, <laughs> like the neighborhood it was notorious. Yeah. Well, you know, they had been doing dance practice in one of the bedrooms and still had uh, the equipment for it. Like uh, similar to what you'd find in a firehouse. There's like a big stripper pole in the master bedroom, <laughs> like front window. Like you And everybody in the like county had seen pole. pictures of it. Yeah. They'd been passing it around. It had been a nuisance that everybody was aware of for a while. That's hilarious because Sacramento is such a big city. So for the for them to actually recognize the address. That's a, a warning sign. <laughs> yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a good deal though. So like, I don't know if that turned people off or or it was just a famous house. I think they were like, dude, it was crazy. It was like a degenerate house, like selling drugs out of the window and things. Like I've talked to the neighbors now. Yeah. They're like, thank God you bought that house. <laughs> Throwing parties, <laughs> driving on the lawn at 4 a.m., yeah. hanging out the windows, getting on the roof. Crazy. Wow. It's actually nice because you feel like you're, you know, actually improving the community around there. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, what, yeah, what was like, what was next after you closed on it? Like, what, what kind of repairs did you do? Kind of how much did you have to put into the rehab? Something that I 
personally pride myself on and i always say like i don't i'm not in the business of putting lipstick on a pig or like you've, i'm sure you're a real estate agent i'm sure you've walked walked a flip where you're like dude the floors feel like a bacon strip or like this is crazy somebody spent money on this you know like somebody's drunk uncle did the work or something i just never wanted to be that guy and um from being in real estate just as as long as i have i know that reputations hold like a tremendous amount of weight and i didn't want to be known as the guy doing shoddy flips yeah mm-hmm. so i i need to scale back a little bit because i tend to like <laughs> dump crazy money into this house that i'm never gonna live in and i have to remind myself i'm not doing it for me um but we did full gut remodel i mean like down to the studs um paint kitchen cabinets i mean we did we did everything i think the remodel was like 80 grand no we're gonna come out above probably like 95 95 with everything Oh, we had the sewer issue. Yeah. There's mm. some unexpected stuff once we started getting into the wall. Yeah, yeah. But like what? I mean, it's all, we had to reline the sewer because it's all wrought cast iron. We started to move mm. um, plumbing around, which we learned you probably shouldn't do when you're pulling permits. But everything's by the book. It's done, you know, nicer than even what I live in or you live in. So I think, you know, and hey, buyer that we're selling it to is going to love the house. Wow. So 245 purchase. 95 remodel, what did you guys turn around, list it for? What, what's your guys' projected um, projected net? So cool thing about this one in particular, um, I was a little more realistic thinking that we'd sell for 430. He like head in the sky is like 450 all day. You know what I mean? And, I'm, and the market had just kind of turned and interest rates were, were going up and everybody's skin is kind of crawling. Um, we actually sold it. I actually sold it to a buddy of mine off market like a week before we finished for four fifty. Oh, let's go. Helped him out with closing credits and like looked like a good friend to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it was it was done. Well, and, and you loan. did the work right. You said that oh, you guys like did the loan. Let's go. It's a nice house. <laughs> it's a nice house, yeah. It's wow. I went there Hold with my up. girlfriend and she goes, Well, why don't we just live here? I go, Okay. Come on. <laughs> I like my house, but <laughs> Wow. Hold up. So you guys also funded and sold the house in-house come on man dang that's dope we got both sides of the team here i know power team here i was telling him too like it's a good it's a friend of mine and Mm -hmm. obviously the product's there and like he's not just buying a house to help me out you know what i mean yeah it's it i wish my friends were like that but they're not (laughs) you know um and and we helped him out like i think we covered his closing costs in full and and we had the conversation it's like dude this is such a blessing you know what i mean like yeah maybe we can try to push the mark and get 450 and make that 10 grand or whatever but it's like we sold it we're in contract a week before we're finished and like it's done that's and perfect it just makes more sense and it's your first deal and you have a buddy who lives there so like for the rest yeah. of that relationship you're going to be like dude you live in the first house that i ever got to flip with my partner yeah. it's special that it's is special. super cool um, you done flips. You get attached to them a little bit, and when you sell them, or maybe you don't. I do. I'm like, I made this. it's my baby, man. Do you ever walk through and go, "We just put all this money, all this work, all this time into this thing that we created, and now I got to get rid of it." And you get sad. I feel my well, wife is like that, but I am not. I'm like, well, and I was gonna say the stuff we flipped are. I'm trying to think. Not I mean, super we nice. not in areas I'd want to live in anyway. So I feel like that makes it a little bit easier where no. we're like. Because you got to think. Not attached to it. I don't want to live in here. Are you guys doing light remodels or kind of what are you, what's your bread and butter? What are you doing? Uh, we spent a lot of time wholesaling. That's like, yeah. that's been what our big focus was the last year. Uh, we've started doing more flipping this year because necessity, you know, mm-hmm. last year you can make close to the same profit by wholesaling it. Now you have to do the hard work. Um, but yeah, I mean like, like the bread, the bread and butter product for us, uh, 
would be like a house under 350,000 remodeled, like finished value and something like in the 30 to 60,000 rehab price point. Okay. That's kind of what we focus on and we do well in, um, even right now, like with the market changing under 350 in Fresno is still just off the hook. Money. And yeah. so we spent a lot of time on that. Mm -hmm. It's just always going to be there. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, there's just in Fresno, the, the income gap is really, really big because we have so many farm workers and laborers, but at 350, a lot of them can still get houses and they can, you know, get something nice for themselves. So that's kind of what we've really focused on. Kate and I, neither of us have a huge like remodeling background. Um, so you know, going through that, we've definitely had our struggles with keeping budgets and um, making sure the work was done like perfectly. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard, man. Yeah. People watch like the HGTV or whatever and they're like, dude, I'm going to do this. It's going to be sick. And then you're like in the weeds and 20 grand over budget. And but, like, oh. <laughs> well, and I get a lot of help too because I help a lot of clients. So like right before this podcast, I was down at one of the houses that I just helped sell and the client's like getting some electrician stuff done. And also we had to do a couple other things and I'm kind of like not GCing for him, but I had provided a few contacts and I said, hey, like I'll go down there and open the door for him kind of a thing. And so I'm still getting to like spend a lot of time with different contractors and learn the trades cool. and kind of get an idea of like, okay, this is the right way of doing it and this is the wrong way you know do you, have, do you i was gonna ask you um do you have like any idea like cost per square foot like generalized for scope of work yeah we I'm, keep i'm interested to see if it's different yeah so we usually run our numbers like windows roof hvac separate from that price per square foot but as like a general remodel we're usually in the 27 to 30 dollars a square foot excluding HVAC roof or windows. Okay. So that's kind of the, and obviously a little cheaper. more, a little less depending yeah. on what, what and, it, and it should be cheaper. Yeah. 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 So that house we're talking about, we spent 95 grand. Granted there was like a 10 grand plumbing issue. Yeah. Thousand square feet. So we're looking at like 65, 70 bucks a square foot. But so you guys were saying you, I mean, you guys stripped that down all the way to the you're studs. Pulling, sure. And you were which, pulling permits and everything. Yeah, like yeah. if we had to yeah, do a full true. gut, we do account for more. Like, yeah. you know, that's not including us tearing off drywall and stuff. You know, true. a lot of the times yeah. the remodels that we see, they're dilapidated rentals. So like there might be some drywall work and stuff, but like mostly it's a lot of cosmetics and then like maybe like one or two bigger structural things. True. But, you know, like Kate said, like we try to keep those separate and we just know like the general, like to get the works almost, like if you're building a sandwich, like the works, okay, that's gonna be 30 bucks a square foot. And now we have to con like think about all like the major yep. uh, items. So I wanted to ask you guys, um, cause like Scott was saying earlier, a lot of our listeners, viewers, a lot of people, you know, trying to get their first deal, maybe have a deal or two under their belt, but really trying to grow even more. You guys obviously having experience with, you know, getting started in the business and not having a great experience with, you know, a partner you're either JVing with or, you know, as Pace likes to say, like squatting up with and surrounding yourself with, right? What, what skills do each of you guys bring to the partnership individually that have it make sense? And what would you recommend for somebody to look for if they're trying to get their first deal? Uh, maybe they're wanting to JV a deal. What should they look out for? What should they look for in a partner? I think, uh, 
I'm not going to say I don't know what I bring, but I was super new. Jace had already really been in the thick of it. I feel like uh, we kind of hold each other. I know what you bring, dude. Yeah, okay. I know exactly what you bring. <laughs> he had already been in the thick of it, like wholesaling and finding flips on his own and everything. I kind of understand numbers, though, just from coming from a logistics background. In terms of like what you're looking for, I would say someone that's super new. Just go find someone that's doing it, which is what everybody says. But I mean, you're really going to want to lean on somebody that has experience because there's so much stuff that could pop up and then you could really just like hang yourself in a project and go super underwater really quick, especially if you don't know the market. I mean, you guys are talking about how um, your flips got more expensive because wholesalers wouldn't pay as much as you were looking for last year. And you we've all experienced in last year, the market can turn so fast when the Fed just starts uh, changing monetary policy. So um, it can definitely be scary. And I think it's very important to find someone that's doing it. And even if you aren't making your huge chunk that you think you can make, like making a few pennies up front just to get like the knowledge from it, as Ty Lopez would say in his garage with the Lamborghini, um, that's more important up front than the money itself is because it'll come later once you actually develop the skills. I've learned that from him, not the knowledge, the skills. I love the reference in the middle of that. I, I'm like, trying to get jokes out of you guys. I'm, I'm talking for too long and seeing stale faces, so I'm total, trying to get jokes here. Total side note, I, I don't think I've told you this. Uh, just reminded me, I knew this girl, it was like a friend of a friend that dated Ty Lopez and said it was like an experience and a half like it's like three massages a day like in-home massage is like crazy <laughs> just total crazy yeah investing <laughs> in the mindset yeah, yeah. which you'd expect with a guy with a library in his garage next to his lamborghini so yeah. you know what i'm more proud of than this lamborghini <laughs> knowledge you know he doesn't actually read the books he said that before he just like cliff notes them i love that part going back to when you were asking him uh when we were talking about earlier how he uh or what he was doing before real estate or how he got in that's what i was going to say is what he brings he's super sharp and eager to learn and like listens which is like huge i think especially in real estate because there's so much ego we're talking about ty lopez or like there's just so much ego like i've done five deals and i know everything you know what i mean he's willing to learn and he's like so good on the on the logistics or like the number side or or uh, being organized, which isn't my strength, like whatsoever, like systems yeah. or any of that, yeah. like CRM's my phone, you know what I mean? Because I think that my skills are like more sales or like just like being in the trenches or like finding a deal. Like I was saying, like I kind of get that high off of, off of sales. Um, yeah, he definitely shines there. Yeah. I think, I think advice would be finding a balance, um, willing to learn and um, maybe not giving up, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a really cool quote, uh, cool quote by a guy named uh, Warren Bennis. And I think it's, uh, let me think, it is action without vision is stumbling in the dark and vision with act, or without action is uh, po poetry stricken, what is it, stricken? Shit, I'm gonna forget the damn quote. <laughs> I think it's uh, action, or, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's basically saying like if you can't have a balance in that, like if you can't have a vision and then like back it by action, you're you're gonna you're not gonna get anywhere. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We had a we were on a podcast yesterday for a different guy and he asked us like what do you what's more important, strategy or tactics? And I think what like the question he was asking was like what's more important, knowing where you're going or how you're gonna do it, kind of like a yeah. thing. And I think we both answered that it's like, well, you gotta get going to get going, but you also need to know where you're going to go in the right direction. Sure. So it's kind of like what you're saying. It, it requires a balance, like do the work, but also have a plan, but don't get I caught up planning. that quote. Like it's <laughs> one of my favorite quotes, but yeah, it's the you're same good. thing. It's like people get so hung up on like, how am I going to do that? Or like, I don't, I don't know or blah, blah, blah. Like I've done a, a substantial amount of deals and I'm still learning. You know what I mean? Like that project we just did, 
I wanted to move the, this is why we got like hung up on it. I wanted to move the sh- the master shower door like 10 feet, maybe five feet uh-huh. and move the shower to the other side of the, of the room. And it like, it's like the county had to come out and like pass permits and inspections and all that. It was only 15 grand, but we learned. Hey, and like, and like a month. <laughs> That's okay. So it's like, you, you're still learning. A 15 K mistake is a great learning lesson. And I'll never do it again. You yeah. And you yeah. still made profit on the deal. <laughs> yeah. So can't be that bad. Mm-mm. No, we just got to learn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like just proving a point, you know? Like yeah. You're never going to stop learning. Well, I mean, dude, you guys are super cool. I, I feel like it was really kind of cool to like not really know anything about you guys prior to starting the podcast. Yeah. Um, how would somebody listening like follow you guys or like get in touch with you guys if they had more questions? I'm not a big social guy, but I do have an Instagram. I think it's just Bieber.jace. I don't know why you're looking at me. I don't know your hand, your handle for IG. Me either. Maybe I should check. I just followed you. I think it's jace.bieber dude <laughs> it's a little weird that Cade knew it but Cade, you like Thomas I, I really appreciate you mine's uh Thomas underscore Gene underscore Harris cool Old name it is Jason. there's a lot of Thomas Harris thanks Cade <laughs> I got you very cool it's really nice to meet you guys dude thank you guys for coming on and sharing the knowledge we'll probably have to do a follow-up after your guys's next deal hit uh, either a virtual uh podcast or maybe we'll have to bring you guys back down here again we enjoyed the drive man. yeah <laughs> he said it was boring. I know it wasn't. I was talking a lot. No, we had yeah. a good time. Thanks for having us. Guys. Absolutely. See you guys next week. Thank you guys. Bye.